Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello, and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for smart, successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm your host, Veronica Grant, a love and life coach. And today I'll be joined by a guest to give you an inside look at the work I do with my clients. This is your opportunity to learn through someone else's experience. They may even ask a question you have or one you haven't even thought of yet. So keep an open mind, open heart, and let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to episode number 250 of the Love Life Connection podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, I so appreciate you being here. And I also really appreciate your love that you show for the podcast, the DMs, the emails, and I especially love the ratings and reviews. And when you share these episodes with your friends and family and roommates and colleagues and who knows who else. You know, I run this business. Well, I'm the only person full time in my business. I have some folks that certainly help me out, especially with the podcast. But in terms of the marketing engine, it's really just been an organic growth over these past however many years I've been doing this. So if you love the show, I'd so appreciate you sharing it with someone who you think it might benefit. Also, when you leave a rating or review, especially in Apple Podcasts, it tells the Apple Podcast gods and goddesses that people like this show. And it just makes it show up higher in search results. So I would really appreciate if you could leave a rating or review. It takes a second to do that. It just really helps me so much. So thank you. Thank you. All right. And this is going to be a really good episode to potentially share with that friend, because if there is anything that's a catalyst for people doing the late night Googling or reaching out to me, it is probably a breakup and especially a breakup that they can't get over. And even more so a breakup that they can't get over that they feel like they should be over because it happened a long time ago, or because the relationship didn't even last that long and wasn't super serious. 
So I've talked about this before, and I talk about it a lot on the show. So I'm just going to preview a little bit about where I'm going to go here with Rochelle. But getting over a breakup is really twofold. It's getting over the person and getting over the relationship. Getting over the person is easier, usually, than getting over the actual relationship. But a lot of times we conflate the two and we can even say like, I know that person was an asshole. I know that person wasn't right for me. I know that person didn't treat me well. And yet you still are hung up on the person in the relationship. And that can further contribute to just kind of turmoil. And you're like, oh, why can't I get over this person? So if you can relate to that, you're definitely going to love my coaching conversation with Rochelle. And one last thing before we get started, I just want to mention Valentine's Day which is coming up. And if you're listening to this show around the time that I release it, which is February 4th, that day might be on your mind. It might not be. If it's not and you don't care, then feel free to skip ahead 30 seconds. But if it's a day that trips you up, even if you normally or at least like to think you wouldn't care about Valentine's Day or doesn't mean anything, but all of like the hallmarkness of it still gets to you. I just want you to know that this is a really, really good time to be extra, extra, extra kind to yourself. So if you notice yourself creating stories around why are you still single? Why haven't you met anyone? Maybe something's wrong with you. Sometimes those stories can get a little heightened around now just because of all of the marketing and messaging that is out there uh, around this time of year. Uh, So just remember to be super, super nice, buy yourself a box of chocolates, take a warm bath, do some journaling, gaze at the moon, do whatever you need to do that really just helps you land and come home to yourself. And that's all I'm going to say about that. And without further ado, let's jump into my coaching conversation with Rochelle. Hi, Rochelle. Welcome to the show. How can I help today? Hi, Veronica. Thanks for having me. My question today is about uh, an ex. I know a lot of people probably have the same question. It's it's hard to get over an ex. I've been trying to get over an ex for like over a year. And I feel like I held on to hope for a really long time. For this ex and I just I just found out that he's seeing somebody else and I just don't know where to go now like I I just feel like I I don't know how to really get over him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah okay tell me a little bit about the relationship like how long did it last what were the dynamics and then why did it end okay it wasn't a long relationship which is why I kind of beat myself up for not getting over him more quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just about like three or four months that we were together. Like we were, it was an official relationship that we were together. And I guess we broke up. I'm not even a hundred percent sure. Like there were so many things going on at the same time. So many things that, that broke us apart. Like his ex, uh, we both have children. So his ex was getting in the way, I guess, trying to sabotage our relationship and so I guess me communicating with her about things he didn't like that and there's just a few different things that it was just a lot in his life emotionally I guess at that point and so he had to take a step away from it but to be honest I actually broke it off in the first place because I just was feeling I feel a lot of anxiety when it comes to relationships and I and I needed some space I guess Uh, I just wasn't feeling really unsure about the relationship so I broke up with him, but then a couple of weeks later, I really wanted him back, but he just didn't want to because he said, I can't do a relationship right now. There's so much going on with my ex. 
all of this stuff. And so I guess I just kept on hoping that he would change his mind at some point, that he would be ready for a relationship. So that's yeah. Okay. So there's two parts to getting over an ex. There's getting over the person and then there's getting over the relationship. Getting over the person usually is the easier and faster thing. Not that it's easy. It's just usually easier. The hard part is getting over the relationship. And this is what often keeps people just, you know, hanging on to relationship, even years, you know, past the relationship ended. And the reason, or, or what I mean by like how, you know, getting over the relationship is often we make the relationship mean something or the relationship gives us something that we're not able to give ourselves. So like maybe, you know, being in a relationship, you believed, you know, you finally felt chosen or like someone, you know, wanted to be with you. And so that like boosted your worthiness feels great when you're in the relationship, but then when you're not in the relationship, it feels like shit. Right. So from that perspective, what do you think might be what's keeping you hanging on? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Like what's blocking me from moving on. And I think I just, I mean, maybe I kind of idealized the relationship in my mind. It didn't last very long, but I just felt like it was the person that I had the most chemistry and just felt the best with the most attracted to, we had the best sex, you know, like all of that stuff. And in, in all, I just felt like it was, it was just really good. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like I can't find, like, I can't find it again because I've tried dated since then. And it's just not, I haven't found anyone else that I like as much. Mm -hmm. Okay. You said that you had a history of having anxiety and relationships. Right. And that goes beyond just this relationship we're speaking of. Right. Okay. So tell me about that pattern. Where, where does that come from? I don't know. Like, I mean, I guess I kind of know thinking back to, I can guess to my past, to things that have happened in my past when I was young. Okay. And do you care to share any of that or something out to you? Yeah. I mean, it could be, it could be a, t- a couple of different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was young, when I was like 18, my parents basically cut me off completely. Mm-hmm. And so I haven't had any relationship with them pretty much since then. Like, mm-hmm. you know, no, like talking on the phone or no seeing each other. They haven't been a part of my life. So I think that probably has a big part to play in that. That's a huge thing to happen as a young adult. Yeah. Um, yeah. I went off to university and that was it because my parents are very religious and I decided that I wanted to leave that religion. It wasn't for me. I'm, I was completely cut off from that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then if you were cut off at 18, my guess is that the years before 18 weren't necessarily you know, unicorn. I'd say for a couple of years before that, it was, it was hard because that was when I was trying to decide, you know, where I wanted my life to kind of go, I guess. And so, yeah, it was a little bit hard before that, but honestly, even like before that, as a child, I had a pretty decent childhood, I'd say, and I was close to my family and everything like that. But I guess just when I was a teenager, I just decided that I needed more freedom and it wasn't, I couldn't get it that that with my family, you know, because of the religion that mm-hmm. they're in. Okay. Okay. How did you feel um, emotionally in your family? Like, I know that you were like, at least on the outside and in a lot of ways, things were fine. It was good. Um, did you feel seen? Did you feel supported? 
Did you feel like you could be who you, you know, really were express opinions, beliefs, feelings? I think honestly, for the most part, when I was younger, I, yes, I think I felt that way. I think like by my mom, my mom was amazing and she made me and my sister feel loved. And I think we got everything that we needed emotionally from my dad though. No, okay, really not. He just wasn't there for us. Like he, it's not like he would just, he wasn't uh, in a disagreement with our opinions or criticizing. He just didn't have really any part. He didn't talk very much. He didn't like do anything with, with us when we were kids very much. And so he was kind of just there. And I felt like I was always looking for approval or love from him. And I didn't. Yeah. Okay. So tell me, tell me more about that. Like, did you get the approval or love from him ever? And what was that? Very rarely. Yeah. Very rarely. I remember as a kid, I remember my mom telling me, your dad loves you because of he does this for you. Mm -hmm. Or, but I don't even really remember my dad saying it to my sister and I. Mm -hmm. And I just, I remember having that feeling like, well, why doesn't dad, you know, come and do this with us or, and I always wanted him to, and I just felt so sad because he would just stay home or, you know what I mean? And I kept looking like for him to come and want to spend time with us. And I didn't feel good enough kind of thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because he didn't want to. Mm-hmm. And so then when you started this relationship, I'm going to call him Joe. How did he make you feel? Or how did the, I should say, how did the relationship make you feel? It made me feel really happy because I felt like there's finally someone that I'm really attracted to. I think he's really attractive, like inside and outside. We have good banter. I feel like I'm seen. I feel like you know, he gives me enough to attention, the, the attention that I need. I felt appreciated. He complimented to me. So those things were all good. I felt like it was, you know, going somewhere. I felt like we were going to be together, you know, for a while. I, I mean, yeah, it, it felt good. Yeah. The disappointment can certainly be, you know, a challenging aspect to deal with in a breakup. I'm getting a sense that this is about dad, this relationship. Yeah. And, and masculine love and see the thing about, you know, when we have a two parent household, that's, you know, a mom and a dad, Mm -hmm. we often get different kinds of love from mom and dad. So mom can be um, much more of the, and this is like a gross generalization. So it's not a hundred percent true for all people or all situations, but generally speaking, you know, mass or excuse me, feminine love can be very, or is very nurturing, embracing that kind of stuff. Whereas masculine love is very like holding the space, right? So holding the space for growth, for learning, um, basically for you to exist as a child, right? Like, like masculine energy holds the space for feminine energy. And so when you didn't get that, it can feel like, like I need a rock. I need something to root me. I need something to ground me in. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like your mom was able to provide that somewhat or not, I shouldn't say somewhat. I mean, like she obviously loved you and shared that a lot, which is amazing. And I think she did the best she could in terms of filling the masculine void, so to speak. But then like when your parents cut you off, which is another thing in itself, right? That's very traumatic and devastating. Then it just brought up all of this dad stuff, all these, this masculine love void, I guess you could say. And my guess is that Joe was able to fill that void for you, but he wasn't really able to give you what you needed in terms of like a healthy, long-term committed partnership. And so when you ultimately broke up with him, 
it wasn't just you're breaking up with Joe, you know, and I get that you had good chemistry, good banter, all that kind of stuff. But I think what this is really about and the thing that's really holding you holding on is um, it's just reopening that wound again that he was able to fill. Does that make sense? Yeah. Does that resonate? Tell me what's coming up. Well, yeah, it, it does make sense. I've, I've wondered for a long time, which one, it, you know, what, what issue would be, I knew it probably had a lot to do with my dad and he actually, you know, mentioned it to me too. He thought it probably some of the issues that I do have in relationships probably are to do with that. And that's one of the reasons he gave that he didn't want to be with me. So, mm-hmm. so if, if that's I, very hurtful, but I need to move on from this so that I can be able to be with somebody but I need to move on from him, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But here's though, what's also important. So um, I hear that you want to move on, you know, captain obvious here at the same time, you've got to be really, really kind to yourself. Like, I think at this point you're, you know, what if, what if I was like, like, Oh my God, Rochelle, like seriously get over him. Jesus. It was a year ago or I don't know. I don't remember how long you said, like you would be like, that'd be really tough to hear because I can't, I feel like I'm not completely in control of, of this. Like, I mean, I've tried really hard to get over him for so long and I've dated. Yeah. It's, but see, here's the thing. It's, it's not about getting over him. No, I, it's just that I feel like if you were to tell me, you know, kind of just move on kind of thing and be like, well, I've tried really hard to, to move on. I've dated other people and I just can't seem to get past it. It's not like I'm not trying. Oh, right. Right. My point in saying that is, you know, not to be a bitch, but it's to show you that that's probably what your inner critic is telling you. And by me saying that to you, like in a kind of mean way, like him, like that doesn't create a safe space. See what I'm saying? Like no, you would, you would be like, yeah. Oh God, I need to get off the phone with Veronica. I don't like this. She's not making me feel very good. And so yeah. and it's obvious when I do that, um, and I'm just, you know, pretending I don't actually think that, or I'm not saying that. Right. Yeah. So, so you've got to be super kind to yourself. First and foremost, you've got to be super, super kind because the truth is, is that this is not about Joe. Okay. It's not, this is about your dad. And so getting over him, you know, that saying time heals all wounds is like so much bullshit. It's not even funny. Like, it's just not, it's so not true. So time is not going to heal this, nor is trying to date other people unless it just fills a void temporarily, which might be great for a week or a month or however long that temporary time is. Yeah. Um, but every time that you fill the void and then it gets, you know, unfilled, it's more and more painful. So it's worth it to fill the void in a healthy, holistic way. And I really believe that the only way to do that is to heal this thing with your dad. And the good news is that you do not need to have a relationship with him. So it's not like, you know, I know that um, you're estranged from him. So I know that you do not have to like call him and reconcile because like that would probably be more damaging um, and traumatizing um, anyway. So, so that's, Mm -hmm. that's the good news. Uh, So obviously there's a few things to do. There's work around dad, there's the inner child work specifically, um, and then reparenting yourself. But I'm kind of feeling the need to work with dad right now. So if I was your dad, so it wasn't me, (laughs) it was your dad sitting here. (laughs) What would you want to say to me? So um, I would say to him, dad, I know that you were really sick when I was young and you were depressed a lot of the time, but I really needed 
to hear you tell me that you loved me and I needed to spend time with you. And I really feel like missed out on a lot because you weren't there for me. Yeah. Is that okay? Yeah. Yeah. What else? I felt like I didn't have a father in a way because you were always kind of around, but you weren't really there with us. And it made me feel really sad because I, I would see other families that would have a father and a mother and they would spend time with their parents. I only, it felt like I only had a mom and I didn't really have a dad. Yeah. Yeah. Being really, really nice to him, which is great. (laughs) Yeah. Do you feel like you have anger towards him? Yes, definitely. Yeah. I I had, and I remember being young. Yeah. I'm thinking really not. You're being really nice. Pretty sure I vocalized like sometimes that I, I was upset. Like, why doesn't dad come and, you know, skate with us? Or why doesn't dad do this and that? He's always just staying home and like sleeping. And you know what I mean? And I don't think I was always the kindest, but like I was angry and I feel like, I don't know, maybe weirdly enough now that anger has transferred into my relationships. Mm, How so? Well, I did, I guess I don't really think about it all the time, but I don't really think about it, but I feel like even with my, like I was married before. So with my ex-husband, I feel like he was quite a bit similar in a way to my dad because he would just, I felt like I was always looking for more love from him. Like I was always asking for more affection or for words of affirmation and that kind of thing. And I, and it reminded me of when with my dad. Yeah. 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 We often um, attract in people and situations and play those things out until we can heal them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think, you know, there's a number of stages, but I think that the first stage is getting the anger out. So I won't make you do it here, but you know, yeah. if you're feeling it and have time after we hang up or later this evening, I want you to like, you know, really let your dad have it. Yell, scream, you know, use curse words, do what you need to do to get, yeah. again, moving that anger, you know, through you because uh, the anger will fester and the anger will create, um, you know, it'll often like suppress various emotions. Um, it'll often um, cloud judgment. It'll often, um, yeah, it'll just cause us to operate from our pain rather yeah. than our the place that we really want to be attracting relationships from. And so if you're attracting, I mean, think about it, like you're attracting partners from your place of pain, then of course you're going to attract people that are kind of like your dad, because on some level yeah. it's familiar. And because it feels familiar and it is familiar, then you're like, oh, I know how to play this game. I know how to get what I want. And maybe yeah. it just comes in little spurts. <laughs> um, yeah. and that's part of what keeps us hanging on to relationships. But, but yeah, so with this relationship, not about dad, excuse me, it's not about Joe. It's about dad. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. My pleasure. So what did you, what did you learn? Well, I, I guess it just kind of confirms in a way, one of the thoughts that I had is that maybe this is related to my dad, but I just didn't really realize like how much I needed to work on that so that I could get over him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So first thing I already said, the temper tantrum. So just let him, let him have it. 
F words and you can say it out loud. I do recommend doing something physical. So hitting a pillow, yelling, screaming, you know, depending on the neighbor situation. I know you have kids, maybe like sitting in your car for a few minutes. Um, not in front of the kids. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely not in front of the kids. And, uh, and then, and then beyond that, I think, yeah. I think, you know, inner child work is really about reparenting yourself. So really connecting with that little girl who um, needed love from her dad mm-hmm. and you'll have to step in and give her that love. And it really does work. Like the good news. I mean, the bad news is that, you know, your dad, you know, as you, as you shared was not the dad you needed. The good news is that you can heal from it. It's not going yeah. to, you know, it's part of your past, but it's not who you are and it's not going to dictate, you know, what's possible for you. Yeah. I appreciate you saying that. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. My, my pleasure. And I think that as you do this, I think that the feelings you have towards your ex will naturally subside. I don't think you have to worry about it because as you fill that void for yourself through inner child work and reparenting yourself, then it'll be like, Oh, Joe who (laughs) like, Oh yeah, that guy. (laughs) And and that'll be great. And then you'll be in a much healthier place to date. Um, where you're less likely to a attract someone like your dad. So someone who's emotionally distant and B, you know, you won't attract someone who will fill in that void. So it'll be a healthier, more equal feeling. Relationship. Yeah. So it's kind of knocking two birds without what is the raise <laughs> two birds with one. Star. Yeah. yeah there you um, go. All right. All right. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I want to pause this episode and tell you, if this coaching call feels like something you need to have in your life, I want you to consider working with me one-on-one. Right now, I'm filling spots to begin working with me in early 2021. I believe deep work equals deep love, and that's exactly what I do with my clients. I don't bother with the do this, do that. I'm not here to make you a better dater. I'm here to help you find a deep love. I meet you right where you are, hold your hand, and hold you accountable throughout the process. It doesn't matter if you've done this kind of work for years and still haven't figured it out, or if this is your first rodeo at the coaching personal development thing. All that matters is you're done with where you are now, you want to get serious about finding love in the next 12 months, and you're ready to invest the time and money into radically changing your life. If that's you, head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching to submit an interest form and be added to my waitlist. And then I'll be in touch with you soon. Good? All right, let's get back to the episode. Thank you, Rachel, for coming onto the show. I really appreciate your willingness to be so open and vulnerable with your question. And I know for a fact that there are many, 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 many women listening to this episode that can relate to your situation. So please know you are not alone. And if you are listening to this episode, you are also not alone either. So Rachel was struggling to get over Joe, but as we quickly found out, she has a deeper pattern of attracting people that play out her father wound. Now, I believe Rachel attracted this person through the wound, but at first, at least, he seemed more available. And so that allowed him to get a little deeper, which had the effect of feeling like, ah, finally, I met my person, right? Because it felt like that wound was getting healed or that void getting filled. And because it felt so good at first, and then to have that rip away, it wasn't just getting over the person that's tripping up Rochelle, but it's also getting over the relationship, 
but more specifically, it's reopening that father wound. So all those years of not feeling good enough and needing validation that were quote unquote healed through this relationship are getting bumped up against. And that can often be way more painful than any breakup. When the reopening of a wound takes place around a breakup, it's very easy to be mistaken and think that it's the person you can't get over. And I see this all the time with my clients, with questions I get through my DMs, emails. So if you've been struggling to get over an ex, I'm going to take you through five steps. Honestly, I could do a whole podcast on each of these steps, but I'm just going to quickly summarize them right now. But I really want you to ask ask yourself, is it really the person or something about the person or something about the relationship that's getting you tripped up? Because I promise you, especially if that relationship ended a long time ago, or wasn't that long or wasn't that serious, then I promise you that it's not really about the person, but it just bumped up against something deeper that needs to be healed. So here's my process of getting over an ex. And this is the process I take my clients through. Years ago, I did a getting over your ex challenge. These were the five steps that I outlined in the challenge. Maybe I'll do a podcast series. If you're interested in that, let me know. And I can think about doing that later this year. But the first step is the X detox. Now you've got to cut off contact and get rid of the stuff that will remind you of this person. This also means unfollowing and unfriending on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, wherever people are these days. You just don't want that person coming up in your life, whether like physically or digitally, and having that trip you up because you could be having a really great day moving on and then you see something on Instagram and it can totally derail the rest of your day, weekend or week, and you certainly don't deserve that. And you definitely want to do all you can to avoid taking, you know, two steps back after you've taken three steps forward. Now that's part of the healing process anyways. So you're going to take some steps back sometimes, but if there's anything you can do to avoid that, then the better. The second step is to grieve the person and the relationship. So even if you know this person was wrong for you, even if you know this relationship was toxic, even if whatever, it's still okay to feel sad, right? Like we live in like this black and white kind of world where like you cancel someone or you don't cancel someone. You're for something or you're against something. And, you know, sometimes there's definitely a place for that for sure. But sometimes there's a lot of nuance. You can be really angry and upset and hurt by a person and not like them and not want to be with them anymore. And you can feel sad and grieve a relationship and the person. So take some time just to feel sad, feel whatever feelings are coming up, whether it's sadness, anger, resentment, whatever it is, just feel it all. The third step is to take the other person and or the relationship off the pedestal. A lot of times we unknowingly put a person or a relationship on a pedestal. And that might look like I'll never meet someone like that again. We had such great sex or we were so compatible or we had all these inside jokes or he was so hot or he had a great family or he made me feel da 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 or whatever it is. And all of that is living on a pedestal and that just makes you feel like the what could have been or what should have been or you blew it or something like that. And when you're in that space, I mean, you can kind of feel that like it would be really, really hard to move on from that. And so you can have fond memories of a relationship and have it be leveled on earth. Like, yeah, we had great sex and he wasn't the right person for me because da, 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 da. So you got to take the relationship and or the person off the pedestal. Number four are the soul lessons. And this is the part that's going to take the longest and the part that I work the longest with with my clients. And that is kind of what I did with Rochelle here 
which is she's going to have to do a lot of inner child work and a lot of deep work around why did she attract this person into her life? And what is this breakup bumping up against? Now, we definitely got to some of it in our call. But to be honest, if we were working together, I mean, we didn't even talk about how her parents essentially estranged her when she was 18 years old. That has to be incredibly devastating and traumatizing, no matter what your relationship was like with your parents. And I'm sure that's playing an effect as well. And I think there's probably a lot more we could have dug into uh, with her dad. Of course, this is a 20-minute coaching conversation, so there's only so much we can do. But here is where you really just have to peel back the layers and just allow whatever comes up to come up. Also be super curious, like, hmm, I wonder why I believe that, or hmm, I wonder what that connection is. And this has to be without judgment, without good, bad, right, wrong. This just has to be like, yeah, this is what happened. And this is how I feel about it. So some questions to think about is who does this person or situation remind you of? When have you felt like this before? Sometimes just asking yourself, what void did this person fill, even if it was just the void of feeling lonely or not good enough? And then finally, once you do some of this work and you can begin to create some connection, then I think it's really helpful to ask yourself, why did this person come into your life? And that's really the sole lesson. All the beginning of this year, I'm releasing my six-part series on how I met Stevie. And I'm going all the way back to 1997 when I was in middle school and talking about how each relationship that I was in led to the next, led to the next, led to the next. And eventually that got me to Stevie. And the reason why I shared this series when I originally created it and why I wanted to reshare is because I really believe that I met Stevie in divine timing and I needed to have those previous experiences in order to be ready for the relationship I actually wanted. So I can go through each of those relationships and be relatively clear on what those soul lessons were. So what are the soul lessons of this relationship? What did you need to learn at a deep level that will prepare you for the relationship you actually want to be in? And then finally, the last step is just to release. And you can do this in a lot of ways. Uh, One of my favorite is just to simply write a letter, uh, a goodbye letter, like I'm leaving you because I'm letting go because you can even say if you're ready, I forgive you because... And what this really does is just a final nice little wrap up. If you're feeling really, 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 really emotional while you do this letter, then you probably have some more work to do in the previous four steps. This should feel just like something that just feels really cathartic, really at peace. So yeah, those are the five steps. X detox, grieve the person and the relationship, take the person and the relationship off the pedestal, look for the soul lessons, and then release. All right, my dear, we have made it to the end of this episode. I hope it was super helpful. Again, thank you so much for being a part of this community. Please share this episode. If you know someone that it will really help and benefit, share on your social channels, emails, all the things. And if you haven't already, I'd be so appreciative if you left a quick rating or review, especially on Apple Podcasts, but really wherever you listen to this show would be super helpful and I would deeply appreciate it. All right, my dear, talk soon. Thanks for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. You can find the show notes for this episode at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. And that's also the place you can sign up to be coached by me here on the show. And if you love this podcast, please leave a review over on Apple Podcasts. It helps more incredible women like you find this show and find real love. Until next time, remember, wherever you are is exactly where you need to be. You're not broken and you don't need to be fixed. Just because you've never had the relationship you want before doesn't mean you can't have it now.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.